today. I am here to give you the assurance that I have not forgotten you. If we want to see the new evangelization become more than just jargon, if we want to see it grow legs and gain traction and change the world, we have got to take seriously our responsibilities as husbands and fathers and especially as sons of God. I want to propose to you then that something that our world is desperately in need of in the midst of this crisis is Catholic Christian masculinity. If you want to be a good father, then bring your children to confession with you. I can't get there unless I become a man of ascesis, a man of asceticism, a man of training. A man not doing penance, a man not disciplined, he's not a man. You guys have upped your game. You know what, guys, I gotta say, I, I love this the concept of man show. Warning, the Catholic Man Show is about to begin. Welcome to the Catholic Man Show. We're on the Lord's team, the winning side, so raise your glass. Adam Minahan here, sitting in studio with David Niles, Juan Posada, Jimbo Baggins, Jimothy, Jaime, the Golden Jim. Ooh, I like that because it's like Jim. Yeah. It's funny, a golden gem. Gems are not gold. But if you did find a gem that was made of gold, it'd be pretty special. <laughs> Just like our golden gem. Jim's <laughs> also nominated for board member of the year for St. Michael Catholic and, Radio. And is the current recipient of employee of the year at uh, the tax place that he works at. Where he like kind of is a volunteer. I don't know. <laughs> they pay him actually, but it's like it feels like volunteering to me as an observer. I don't know. <laughs> Way to go, Jim. It's a big year for Jim. But the people there, they really appreciate him. He's, they, he's employee of the year. He also is the logistics manager and shipping manager of the Catholic Man Show. Yeah. So if you guys buy anything on CatholicManshow.com slash store, uh, you can complain to me. You, and you can complain to Jim if it's late, because it'll be Jim. Big, uh, man, it's it's good to see you. I haven't seen you in a little bit because of Easter and everything else. I was really excited Fantastic about this. Holy Week. I know. I was excited about this episode to like just get 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 back together and yep. like catch mm-hmm. up because there's so many things that have happened. And we have we've had guests, which are great. Right. I like I, lo- I we've had some good guests. Yeah, recently. Yeah, uh, but you know, it's just. It's just good to like There's, get back we together get to and talk. I feel like we don't get to talk ah, as much. I know, yeah. and so um, I'm excited Exodus about that. Ninety is Exodus over. Exodus, uh, Elizabeth had her first confession today. Yes, today was a big day. Today it was, was a really big a big day. day. I also had a my uh, daddy daughter date with my middle daughter Mary, my goddaughter. Yeah, so it was like a, it was whom a pretty, I love. It was a pretty big day. I also love her. Yeah, uh, big day. Um, also, shout out to uh, Carolina Catholic Media because we are now. Uh, being yeah. broadcasted in North Carolina, so if you were listening to us on Catholic Radio North Carolina... I think it's Carolina. Carolina? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'm going to have to brush up on that. Uh, on the Carolina. On how to exactly say it. I do like and appreciate their style of barbecue. Not my favorite, but yeah, I appreciate it. I do too. 
You know it's what? Because it's the mustard based. Yeah, uh, I appreciate all kinds of barbecue. The thing is, I like all food basically. Um, mm. I don't want to eat like a tomato. I like cherry tomatoes, like plain. Mm-hmm. But typically, I don't like if you have a, like a beef eater, like a big, just juicy tomato. A lot of people love them. I'm I'm glad they do. It's not really my thing. Now, if you put tomatoes in stuff, totally great. Mm-hmm. Awesome. But that's really it. I'm glad you shared that, that with That us. is the extent of the food that I dislike. Okay. Cool. So, you know what? Very convenient to like everything mm-hmm. uh, because you don't have to like, worry about you, it. Yeah, exactly. And my wife, she that's one of her favorite things about me is that I like everything that she makes. Perfect. It is great. It's a fantastic arrangement. <laughs> <laughs> we also uh, are drinking Glendalock today, pot-stilled Irish whiskey. Which I am excited to taste because, because it smells good. It smells delicious, but we're also going to go there. We are going to go to this place on our pilgrimage. Yes, so this is, it's good to get, you know, acquainted, mm-hmm. get to know the lay of the yeah. land, so to speak. Hey, nice to, nice to meet you. Yeah. Uh, if Th- you go to, just like, there's a, something in the aroma here that... Um, it's, white cho- it's white chocolate white raspberry. Chocolate. That's what it is. Right. Yes. White chocolate raspberry. I get olives in the nose. Olives? Like green olives. Yeah. White chocolate raspberry is just but it's just uh it's just such an interesting aroma. Yes. But we're go- we are going to uh Ireland on a pilgrimage this year. In go September. to selectinternationaltours.com slash Catholic Mancha. We'd love to have you join us. We do have a few spots still available. Mm-hmm. So we'd like uh you to join us. And what Father Sean Donovan is going to be joining us we also here's something that we did not mention on our podcast last time because father sean donovan told us about it afterwards that yeah. we're going to be doing we're going to be uh celebrating the traditional latin mass on a rock uh in ireland like you know the those little like these flat rocks that right. they have that yeah. they allow masses to be set at mm-hmm. we're gonna be doing that it's gonna be awesome so that's gonna be awesome yeah and father uh sean donovan big uh devotee of the latin mass mm-hmm. um he's not like a fraternity priest um, but just like super great fantastic traditional priest uh, whom we love whom we love and actually um, did some consulting for the Latin Mass in Scorsese's Killers of the Flower Moon which uh, will be coming out some soon it's not out yet but um, that was filmed in his uh, where he's well yeah like in the town of his parish in Pahuska, Oklahoma Mm -hmm. Um, and so the he, he it was just kind of a cool story. If you come on our pilgrimage, you can hear all about him telling Scorsese, like, yeah, that's you just can't do that, right? Which is like that would be so cool. Like, yeah, look, Scorsese, you can't do that. Mm-mm. And then he actually listened to you. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. Okay, so we're on the Lord's team, the winning side. So where's your glass? Cheers. Cheers to Jesus. So Glendalock, it's a pot sealed Irish whiskey. It's uh mm. about it's about fifty dollars. Really? One okay. of the unique things about this whiskey is that it is barreled in Irish oak barrels. Uh, one of the things that they're, they're, they're trying to do is replenish the oak. I was uh, say, I'm not very familiar with Irish oak. Appar- apparently, it used to be a, a plethora uh-huh. of Irish oaks, um, and it, it's no longer. But every time they cut one down in Glendalock, they plant uh, seven trees, seven oak trees. Nice. Um, and so, anyway, so it, it is... First uh, aged in bourbon barrel, and then but for the majority of the time it is aged in Irish oak barrels. Now I don't know I don't know how many Irish whiskeys are aged in actually Irish aged 
or Irish. Kind of makes oak. it more of an Irish whiskey. Right. So I don't know. What did you think? Uh, very good. Okay. I'm gonna have to. For fifty dollars, what do you for think? For fifty dollars, this is a incredible value. Okay, forty three percent. I like how. I, so I really like how they. One of the things I like about whiskeys whenever they include the bottle number, cast number, batch number, like just. Not that I really care, but it's just nice to right. see. Or know that it's real. Right. right. But you know, they, I just like to see it. They could, they could be printing the same thing on all of them for all but I know. Did but. you did you notice? Who is this? Do you know? Uh, Who's this guy? Moses? No. St. Kevin. Oh, St. Kevin, of with, course, with the bird with in the his bird. hand. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So that's why I also really liked it because, you know, it has St. Saint, Saint Kevin on the label. Yes. With the, with the black bird. Yeah, so, uh, you're right. Uh, yeah. Now that you say that, of course, and he's got the nest in his other hand. Right. But he's got his arms out, and I was like, I don't know, Moses, Moses? Yeah. you know? No. Like, at first, I was thinking, like, Jesus? And then it's like, <laughs> it's probably not Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that cool, though? Yes. Uh, yeah, but you were right about definitely white chocolate on the nose. Not No white chocolate on the palate. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. What do you think? Wow, that finish is very interesting. Yes. Maybe some eucalyptus. <laughs> Almost a little mint. It does have a little the, bit of like finish. green, like evergreen type of yes. taste. Yeah, uh-huh. at the end. Yeah, that is interesting. I will have to. It is. It, it is complex. I, I got to tell you, it, it. There's a lot of things that that are happening. Yeah, there are a lot of flavors to that. That is, if you can find this, you need to buy it. I am now. Super excited to go here. <laughs> Not that I wasn't already. Right, but, you know, this is a really good whiskey. It is a very good whiskey. So anyway. Yeah, this, is one of the, this is one of the more complex Irish whiskeys I've ever had. Yeah, because normally it's just like lemon, honey, oak. Yeah. Irish whiskeys are known for being like very approachable. You know, if it, even someone who doesn't drink whiskey can try an Irish whiskey and like it. You know, uh, very smooth. Flowery, uh, but typically flor- a floral clementine. Man, mm-hmm. there's a lot of things going on. I agree. I'm a big fan. I cannot. I'm glad we have a whole bottle of it. Yes. Uh, so hey, so uh, ha- tell me about Elizabeth when she was like receiving her first confession today. Father Sean o- O'Brien was her, her confessor, uh-huh. which is her uncle, her uh, uncle, uncle, which is really uncle cool. Father Sean. Um, it was all- it was just so great. You know, was uh, she nervous? Yeah. As so Haley called her today, Lady Haley called good. Uh, and talked to her, and she said, like, "Are you excited? Uh, <laughs> are you nervous? Yeah." And after she got off the phone, uh, we said, "Well, what what Haley? What she ask you?" And she's like, "Well, she asked if I was nervous, and I didn't. I really didn't know what to say. <laughs> I was too nervous." Yeah, exactly. But you know, when she came out, she just had like the. Yeah, yeah, she had a huge glow. Like, it was, she was a li- so it was, proud. It was a little bit too bad because we were all like right outside the door. She came out, you know, right. there's like 20 of us staring at her, you know, just like waiting for right. her. Like, you know, I hope you're not embarrassed, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it was but, wonderful. Oh, it was it was just great. It was great to see. Very, I was very proud of her. I love being a part of those those moments. Yeah. And then I was like, so Sean, what'd she say? Yeah. <laughs> did she did you make sure she said this? Yeah. Uh, anyway, so go go pick up a bottle of Glendalog. I'd like to talk a little bit about uh, Excess 90 as well. Me too. On the other side of this break. Me too. Okay, so we'll be right back. Hey, 
Hey, I just want to take a second to thank you, the Catholic Mantra listener, for your support in Christ-Centered Capital. Christ-Centered Capital is a watchdog site uh, for Judeo-Christian investors. If you go to ChristCenteredCapital.com, you can use promo code TCMS2022 and get one month free uh, and have access to all of Mark Lozano's investments reports and help support his partner charities. Because we've had so much support in Christ Center Capital, Mark continues to grow. He continues to grow his business, and he's, he's, he's having new opportunities to help promote his, his business. So one of the things he's about to do is be featured on Capturing Christianity with Cameron Bertuzzi talking about Christian investing. So you're not going to want to miss that. Go to ChristCenteredCapital.com. You'll be able to stay up to date with what Mark is going on, and, and more importantly, be able to invest your money in a uh, ethical way. So go to ChristCenteredCapital.com, use promo code TCMS2022 for one month free, no obligation, subscription to his access to investment reports and support of his partner charities. ChristCenteredCapital.com, where do your values lie? Welcome back to the Catholic Man Show. I'm David Niles here with Adam Minahan. We got... Juan Posada on the buttons, and Jimbo Baggins guarding the door. The golden gym. He looks, he looks like he's a little angry today, guys. I would not. This is not the day I would try to barge in. No, this would not be a good day. This is not, this is not the moment. No. Um, Adam, if, if somebody says, I want to go on the pilgrimage, where do I get more information? What do they do? SelectorNationalTours.com slash Catholic Man Show, or you can go to the CatholicManshow.com. It's one of the first things that you will see okay. on. Uh, All information Catholic Man Show can be found at CatholicManshow.com is like a general rule. Mm-hmm. That's a general rule. That's general. a rule of thumb. Yes, so to speak. Yeah. Okay, so we just finished Exodus 90. I've had two hot showers. They were amazing. I forgot that like the window fogs. Yeah. And, and like everything about that whole thing. I know. It's amazing. It's so nice. I'm actually clean now. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I felt like I, I, I actually felt like, wow. hey, I feel like I'm actually clean. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Exodus 90. Um, Back of my legs got washed for the first right, time. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> In 90 days. Right. My neck got wet. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't just my head, the, the crown of my head. <laughs> right. Um, but it was, uh, you know, the first time I did ex- Exodus, it really, uh, I've said this before, you know, many times on the show, it really um, impacted me profoundly, um, mm-hmm. changed my prayer life, changed, uh, cha- it really formed me as a man in in many lifetime, life-altering ways. It was just really great. This time was also really, really beautiful. Um, I'll, you want me to go first? Why don't I go, why don't, I'll just go first since I just like, I'm, I mean, you here, brought, I'm already going. Yeah. I mean, why stop the train? Right. Uh so, this go around, I feel like I'm going to walk away with um, more longevity in, in some of these control over my appetites. Um, appetites, that's, that's definitely my, that's my weakness. You know, like, that's where I struggle a lot mm-hmm. is in, you know, for instance, my mother-in-law, she can eat two M&Ms. Mm-hmm. Can you do that? Yes. I cannot do that. Yeah. I can eat no M&Ms. And I can eat 50 M&M's. Unless there's like 55, then I can eat 55 M&M's. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to leave five in the dish. Right. You know, that would be rude. But um, so anyway, like that's, that's like definitely the thing. That's like the area I need growth. And I've been praying about it a lot. Um, and then like 
that's when I realized, you know what? I need to do Exodus 90 again. I need to, like, because I felt myself kind of like, I just didn't have the control that I, that I knew that the Lord desired for me. Um, and so this, go, this time, the disciplines were not for me, just for me personally, they were not the arduous battle that they were the first time. Um, I didn't have to deal with things like trying to back myself off the ledge from, you know, snacking between meals for the most part. But um, I really pondered this, this time about um, what does it mean to feast? You know, like while, while you're fasting, that's just, I think, really the best time to ponder, not just to think about food, but to think about feasting. Um, and one of the things that uh, I really kind of fleshed out in my head is that, um, you know, on Sundays, you're allowed to relax one discipline, um, but, uh, but sometimes I wouldn't do that. I just wouldn't relax one because it just like, oh, good, I can offer this up, like offer up the one thing I can do. Um, and what I what I realized is that feasting begins in the intellect. So, uh, you know, cause some people say, oh, well, it's Sunday, you shouldn't be fasting on Sunday. It's like, okay, well, the opposite of that, does that mean I should eat everything I can? You know, like, should I just be a glutton then? But, oh, don't deny yourself anything because it's Sunday. You know, obviously right. that's not it, you know, and that's not right. what they're saying. Right. Um, but it is okay to deny yourself stuff on Sunday. Sure. The most important thing is that you have an, like this intellectual atti- or an attitude of celebration, of like you have this festivity, mm-hmm. which is really an attitude. It's in the intellect that, um, you know, you are just have this uh, presence of mind of the resurrection, Right, because Sunday is like the feast day, mm-hmm. and are you making that for yourself? Letting your letting your mind have the um, like the the more choice fair of intellectual ponderings. Right, that is where Sunday really is. You can eat the food, right? Like, but if you don't have these other things where you're resting in some of this like intellectual um, graces and joys. Then okay, then the food you're eating is worthless. It's it's not, and you're not actually feasting. Um, and so that's like one of the things I was like really am taking away from this 90 day fast was knowing that you feast first with the mind, with with you know like what is it that you're pondering? Intentionality, right? And then the appetite, the physical appetite, should flow from those. You know, it's like oh, out of this intellectual joy mm-hmm. um, that. I'm savoring. I will partake in, you know, like these other things that's, bodily. That helps with an ordered feasting as well. Exactly. Right. Because it's not just like, oh, I shouldn't deny myself it's Sunday. No, no, no. You should deny yourself because virtue always requires self-denial at some point. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's the middle road, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So anyway, great Exodus 90. We had such a, a great group of guys to do it with. That was um, awesome. Yeah. That was, so. that was a great part of it. Yeah, having uh, Sam Guzman, the Catholic gentleman, uh, Scott Bassett, Derek Lassie, Juan Posada, you, me, Father, Father Porter, Porter. Um, priest of God, priest of God. It was it was just such a good group. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So last time, the first time we did, I did it. I I was not voluntarily wanting to do it. You know, it was like everybody else was doing it. Mm-hmm. I wanted to. In fact, when we when we finished, you said. I'm never doing that again. Right. Um, yeah. And so I was really surprised 
when you i thought it was gonna have to it was gonna be a harder sell to get you in this time i so, actually was planning on like wanting to do it yeah uh it's funny so the first time i i was not really excited about it i didn't want to do it uh i felt like i was the dog uh, uh, clamping onto that rope and the rope just being slung around i'm just trying to hold on for dear life you know yeah. uh, the whole time just gritting through it but uh you know this time i did not feel that way uh, but I went into it desiring to do it, which uh-huh. is a, a, a big part of it. Yeah. Uh, and then I was very intentional with my sacrifices, like very specific with uh, things that I was wanting to um, ask for, for the graces for. Yeah, having you know, an so intention for every sacrifice. For every sacrifice, whether... That it, is just total game changer. It's a, it's a game changer. So like, you yeah. know, when it was the cold showers or it was I'm hungry or you know, whatever, or I don't really want to work out right now, whatever it was, yeah. it was like I had this intention, this mind frame of like, no, no, no. I want to do this for such and such reason. Right. Or even if it's just like, oh, I can do this as a gift for Christ. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like, oh, it's for my wife. It's for me. It's like, no, this is maybe just even for him. Right. You know, but just as a sign of my love. And every time we do, every time I do it, which has only been twice, but both times I've done it, my prayer life has just grown so much. Yeah. Um, so one of the things that I, I'm going to do is Word on Fire had just, has just started a, uh, a subscription-based a liturgy of the hours for uh-huh. lay people. Yeah, where it's seven dollars a month, and and they send you basically kind of like a Magnificat every month. Yeah, uh, I signed up for that because like I've been email. Wa- is there or is there an app? How does it, how does it no work? no no? It's it's a it's a physical oh, book. Uh, oh, it's actually a hard copy. Yeah, a hard oh, copy that's book. Very cool. Um, it, of course, Word, that, on, Word on Fire would do a hard that, copy. That yeah. way, it, you're not flipping back and forth. You don't have to learn. You know, it's like no no. no it's for this day. Uh, here are the here's the liturgy of the hours, and so I'm going to do that. Uh, I have tried to learn how to use the. It's difficult. The if you don't have somebody the breviary, thank you. If you don't have somebody teaching you, it's difficult. Yeah, you have to like live with somebody who does it every and do it every day with them Mm -hmm. because it just doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. And there's all these exceptions, right? Depends on the feast days. Super frustrating. So I'm really excited about this. Uh, It'll be great. That'll be what I'm going to pick up on and continue with my prayer life. So, Uh, so Divine Mercy Sunday is this is this coming Sunday. It's this coming Sunday, the octave of Easter. And so one of the things that we decided to do, actually, you decided. Yeah. We're going to give away an image, a divine mercy image. We're just going to send it. If you're one of our patrons, you're, we're about to, Adam's about to click the button. Okay. You want me to click and it right now? Click it. Click the button. We're going to find out which patron is going to get. Okay. One patron two. 132. Come on down. Who is it? Who is it? Hold on. Hold on. Survey says, Andy Fazer. Andy Fazer. I think that's how you pronounce his last name. Adams is notoriously good at pronouncing people's names. Yes. F A E S S E R. Fazer. Andy. Way to go, Andy. We are going to send you a copy of out of Texas. Um, a Divine Mercy image. We're going to send you the best one we can find at uh, a reasonable. <laughs> amount of money <laughs> so thank you but thank it's you, gonna be awesome thank you for supporting the thank you for yeah thanks for being a patron um so the man gear today since this is the second subject second segment is the divine mercy image we have actually done this as a man gear before but adam wasn't here for, mm. for this particular episode it was just me and father danny grover adam was like downstairs super Deathly sick ill super yeah. sick um and so uh it's like running 104 feet right yeah um so anyway this is you know this is an image it's not like other paintings that were just like done well that you know oh they're so beautiful 
This is an image that Jesus said he desired to be painted and for there to be a devotion to. It's funny because Faustina uh, tried to do it herself with char- like charcoal on paper. Yeah. Uh, charcoal sketch and realized, I can't do this. Yeah. So he asked her to do it. So she, you know, out of obedience said, okay, uh, I'm not an artist, but I will, I will give it a go. Yeah. And uh, was trying to do it on, with charcoal and paper and realized, I can't do this. Yeah. And so she went back to prayer and Jesus said, don't worry, I will send you somebody to be able to do this. Yeah. Uh, and then just like, I think like a month later or something like that, somebody showed up. I forget the guy's name. Yeah. Some, I tried to remember it, but you know, it's Polish and right. And so anyway, so it was just really funny though. It was like, she tried and then God said, it's okay. Thank yeah. you for trying. Well, uh, I'll, I'll send you somebody. So we're going to talk about divine mercy on the other side of the break. We're on the Lord's team. The winning side. So raise your glass. Cheers to Jesus. There's a common thread among thousands of formerly sinful people we now call saints. They had a relationship with God, which then inspired them to set the world on fire, as St. Catherine and Siena put it. But more importantly, and more specifically, it meant they put in the time. They sat with the Lord. They spoke with Him. They listened to Him. Daily. They unveiled their hearts and wounds and problems to Him. They offered Him thanks and gratitude. They left their sufferings with Him on the altar. They begged for his help. So my question to you is, are you putting in the time? I know that I've sat in front of the church or sat in adoration, making this mental grocery list of things that I want. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about time to build a consistent, honest relationship, time to speak, and time to listen. Dave and I have talked about on the show before that if you don't have an adoration hour once a week, are you really taking your faith life seriously? Are you really taking your prayer life seriously? But sometimes uh, you need a guide to help you in this holy hour. And so Exodus 90 has specifically put together a guide for you to help with your holy hour. In the show notes, you'll find a simple breakdown that shows you how to structure your time with the Lord. So this guide is also mobile friendly. If you go to exodus90.com slash TCMS, that's TCMS, the Catholic Man Show, exodus90.com slash TCMS, you can get a free mobile friendly guide on how to structure your holy hour. Highly recommended. Go check it out. Welcome back to the Catholic Man Show. Shout out to Pope Emeritus Benedict the Sixteenth, whose birthday was this last week. How old is he now? Mucho. When he retired, I don't know how old he was. If you had said like 2022 was the over under on him still being alive, there is zero percent chance I would have taken the over. He's 95. I mean, like, he was super old and, like, didn't seem like he was in that good of health when he retired. May he have many more years. May he. Yeah, like, God bless the man. Uh, But I just, I'm just surprised that he's still alive. That's what I'm I'm super glad he's still alive. Grateful. Um, But I'm just saying, like, wow. Uh, What's the Bible say? Like, 70 is the number of is like the full length of man years of a man 80 if you're strong right you know like 
95 if he you're Copa Meredith. Oh, he's strong. Yeah. He's strong. Um, so we're talking about Divine Mercy. We were just talking about the image. Um, if you do not have the Divine Mercy image in your in your home, um, like this is something that you really got to have. It's uh, because Jesus wants it. Um, it's like Jesus, I don't know. I, I don't know of any other paintings that he himself has personally commissioned. He probably, like, there might be other people who said, like, Jesus said he wanted like this. So I'm not saying that this is the only one. I just don't know of the, the other. The church says it. Yeah, I'm not saying it. Uh, so, but this is one of them, okay? And right. uh, he was pretty persistent, like, and also pretty specific. I want it to look like this with the, mm-hmm. re- the, re- the pale and the blue. He, well, actually, he showed St. Faustina... She Here's, like saw a vision mm-hmm. of him standing there like this, right? Mm-hmm. And he's like, paint this. Mm-hmm. Check me out. Mm-hmm. See it? Right. right. Here, see how I'm standing? All right, paint it. Screenshot. Right, exactly. Um, so, uh, and he says, which we're going to go over some of these, uh, some of his quotes, oh, some quotes so we can quote him, Jesus, um, about the image himself. But before we do, everybody knows, well, I don't know if everybody knows, but a lot of people know about the plenary indulgence, the special indulgence available on Divine Mercy Sunday. I will tell you, I thought it was one thing, and it's not. I was confused. And so I think a lot of people might be confused because I've always said, oh, there's a plenary indulgence, except you don't have to have detachment of sin. That's not true. You do have to have total detachment from sin. There's a confusion about this. Okay, so let's just talk about the indulgence. Pray tell. Indulgences are offered by the church, not from private revelations. Now, uh, so, and I, I'm not saying the Bible, the book of the Bible revelation. Right. But, you know, St. Faustina received these private revelations from Christ. That does not constitute an indulgence. However, John Paul II did, I believe in 2002, institute a plenary indulgence available on the octave of Easter for um, those... Uh, Granted under the usual conditions. Um, so that means Eucharistic communion, prayer for the intentions of the Supreme Pontiff, um, total detachments of sin, um, and <coughs> confession within the, within the allotted time frame. Sorry, I just sneezed all over Jim. The, the work, the special work to be done is Eucharistic communion and prayer. For, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, who, the faithful who on the second Sunday of Easter or Divine Mercy Sunday in any church or chapel in a spirit that is completely detached from affection for sin, even venial, take part in the prayers and devotions held in the hour of divine mercy, or who in the presence of the blessed sacrament exposed or reserved in the tabernacle, recite the Our Father, the Creed, and adding a devout prayer to the merciful Lord Jesus, something like, merciful Jesus, I trust in you. A partial indulgence um, is available, and or a plenary indulgence is available for those who do that. So that's the work. Apart from that, Jesus promised St. Faustina special graces to all those who, um, and, and the graces that he described, like Jesus calls it a complete like renewal of baptismal grace. He basically describes a plenary indulgence, because that's what happens when you receive a plenary indulgence. It's almost as if you were just like freshly minted again, like, brand, like right out of the waters of baptism, you know, no... Uh, punishment due to sin, no temporal punishment due to sin if you receive a plenary indulgence. So with the special graces that he describes, he says those for the faithful who receive communion and go to confession 
on Divine Mercy Sunday will receive this renewal. So all you have to do is go to communion. Because there's also this big debate online as well. Do you have to go to confession on Divine Mercy Sunday? No. The answer is no. It would seem like the answer is no, because when you read um, St. Faustina's diary, she herself... Didn't go. She goes on the Saturday before. Mm -hmm. Um, And I put that in. It's in... uh, But... uh the church even says yeah, diary entry 1072 yeah but the church says uh, i believe 21 day like you know 3 weeks okay but see that's see this is part of the confusion that's for the plenary indulgence mm-hmm. so on the one hand we have a private revelation mm-hmm. of christ telling saint faustina for those people who receive communion worthily on divine mercy sunday mm-hmm. you will receive what he doesn't say plenary indulgence but it's a plenary indulgence yeah what he describes is a plenary indulgence a grace bomb and so on and then secondly now the thing is that that is can only be received for yourself the special graces you can't receive those special graces for somebody else you can a plenary indulgence you can receive them for souls in purgatory for instance you cannot receive a plenary indulgence for another living person but you can for instance on all souls day that plenary indulgence is only available is only granted to the faithful to be received on, like, on the part of a soul in purgatory. So, mm. um, not sure I knew that. So, this is like uh, a great mercy that the church is. So, like, the church isn't saying you can't receive this plenary indulgence for yourself. But now we have the opportunity of receiving these special graces that our Lord Jesus t- reveals to Saint Faustina. Uh-huh. Once again, private revelation. Don't have to believe it. Don't have to believe it. Not, <clears throat> not, not a bad this, Catholic if you don't believe it. Right. Exactly. Um, not the same level of authority, authoritative teaching, that the, when the church says a plenary indulgence will be granted. Um, personally, uh, I have a, a, I have a, a devotion to Saint Faustina. Um, I don't think that she's As a liar, I. you know. And I named my daughter after her. Right, you did yeah, exactly. Uh, and I would have if you didn't beat me to it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so these are different. There are different things going on I here. Give you three shots. Yeah. Well, well no, two. just two. Just two. Just two. Um, anyway, uh, so th- there's. I was confused about these things because I thought, yeah, oh, there's too. a plenary indulgence, except you don't need the total detachment from sin. Mm-hmm. For the plenary indulgence, technically speaking, it's a plenary indulgence the usual way. The work to be done is the reciting of the prayers in your church on the, during the, mer- the hour of mercy, mm-hmm. three o'clock. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's exceptions for that if you can't be there. It's, you know, the... There's a document, I forget what it's called, but it's laid out. Just mm-hmm. Google it. You can find the information if you can't be there, because there are exceptions. <laughs> Apart from that are the special graces. All you need to do is receive communion worthily on Divine Mercy Sunday. I mean, it's like, that's amazing. I had no idea that, I mean, like, I didn't know that was all you had to do to receive these special graces. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're talking about, like, a grace bomb. Mm-hmm. And I need to go back and... Uh, read the diary again that was like one of the first things i read when i was um really coming back to the church took me a long time to read because i mean it is long it's Mm -hmm. deceptive i brought it with me like it doesn't look like that big of a book paper is thin so thin paper and small print Mm -hmm. and it's amazing one of the things that my spiritual director encouraged me to do was have three different types of books Uh that you're reading one is for lead, and he says all three are very important mm-hmm. for for growth as as a person. Yeah, one for uh, leisure, 
um, that you just enjoy reading. One uh, for growth in theological or philosophical matters. And then one that will uh, have you dive deeper into the spiritual life that you that you can maybe read just a paragraph or maybe yeah. just like three sentences or introduction a page. to the devout life something Intro- like yeah introduction devout imitation life. of christ right uh that you can read in adoration to where you read maybe one paragraph one page something like that and then stop and then that the rest of the adoration is just focused on and then that and then talk amongst yourselves with you and jesus right um and one of the books that that's been for me. It has been the the diary of, uh, of Faustina. You know, for yeah. for the uh, adoration book, basically. Um, mm-hmm. I I finished it uh, several years ago. Whenever I finished it as well, but it is so powerful. It is because, so powerful. Um, you know, some of those other books: Imitation, Introduction to the Devout Life. Um, I'm a big. I am falling deeper and deeper in love with Saint Francis de Sales and his writings. He he really is. The like more I keep clarity, re- the more I write, uh, read about him. I'm like, man, I'm I'm. He writes really he, he, digging. In fact, I was just reading him today in adoration. Um, but it's one thing to hear their words but when you read the the diary. Mm-hmm. These are the words of Christ. To hear, okay, it's it's one thing to hear saints talk about Christ's mercy. But when you hear Jesus, when you hear him talking about his own mercy. It like hits you, uh, so it hits me anyway, yeah. so hard. Uh, it's just it's a fascinating book too because she talks about her visions that she uh, received of, of heaven, of purgatory, uh-huh. of hell. Yeah, like the uh, we had a, an episode on hell, and I wish looking back now that I would have uh, referenced the the seven like things that people in hell are sorrowful for. Um, that she received the vision for. Also, fun, uh, kind of crazy thing that she received uh, when she was looking at souls in purgatory, or receiving the vision of souls in purgatory. Uh-huh. She asked one, asked the souls, like, what, what's one of the things that are that, that you're struggling, like, that is so uh, purgative for you? Um, and they said, just the desire to not, uh, to be with God and not being able to. Uh-huh. And then she saw uh, Our Lady down consoling souls in purgatory. Um, which is just crazy to think about. Yeah. And then she's, you know, she saw her place in hell. She saw her place in heaven. I mean, it's just a crazy book. Uh, it's really, really good. Um, it's a crazy book. Yeah. So uh, we'll keep talking about this on the other yeah. side of the break. We'll be right back. Hey, I'm Adam Minahan, and this is David Niles from the Catholic Man Show. And we are so excited because we are going on pilgrimage to Ireland. We're going this September, September 15th through the 24th. We're going to go to some amazing Catholic places in the country. As you know, the Catholic tradition in Ireland is so deep and rich. And while we're there, we're also going to be visiting some distilleries, if you can even imagine that, you know. Us, the Catholic Man Show. So we're going on basically a <laughs> cathedral and distillery pilgrimage to Ireland. It's going to be awesome. And, and because we're going on a, a distillery tours that are not typical for the tourists, Dave, we're not taking a bunch of people. We're not taking 60 people. We're not taking 50 people. We're capping this off at 30 people because we want to be able to That's have it. We're, we want it to be intimate. We want it to be able to uh, go to places that normal tourists don't get a chance to go to. Uh, so... Go to selectinternationaltours.com slash catholicmancho for more information. Um. 
Welcome back to the Catholic Man Show. I'm David Niles here with Adam Minahan. We're talking about divine mercy, which is my favorite thing. Divine mercy is my favorite thing. There's nothing I like more than divine mercy. You can't find anything. If you try to say the Eucharist, I'll just tell you the same thing. You know, I'll play, I'll do that that thing where it's like you can't double stamp a triple st- or whatever the thing is. Triple stamp a double stamp. Yeah, that, you can't do that. Same, same, brah. All right. But our mother. I like Divine Mercy more than Our Lady. I do too. And she's super glad that I that I said that. I'll tell you. Mm-hmm. So we were talking about like, okay, receiving the indulgence versus the special graces. I was talking to Lady Pamela about this today. And she's like, yeah, well, we're consecrated to our mother. Because I was telling her like, oh, you could offer the indulgence up for the souls in purgatory. And she's like, well, we're consecrated to our mother. So Mary will take care of that. And I was like, I forgot about that. Yes. I didn't forget that I was consecrated, but I forgot that like, she takes I, don't care of that. I don't have to decide. Right. She'll decide what's best. Right. For me. I love Just like life. my mom would, except even better. Right. Okay. So um, over the break, we were answering a question about like, what about the vigil? What if you go to the vigil? We decided, yes, the vigil probably counts as if like, hey guys, don't worry. We, we did, decided. We decided. <laughs> it's been decided. We made a phone call. Right. You, and so you know it's good. Cardinal Raymond Burke said, but yes, Saturday that, works. That like, well, it definitely works for the indulgence offered by he the church. He didn't say that, by the way. Just, I don't want to throw his right. name in there. Yeah. Why'd you, why you got to bring the Burkster into it? You I'm know, sorry. You bring, you're dragging him down. I know. With, <laughs> to, down to here us. with us? Yeah. That's uncalled for. Uh, but definitely the Saturday vigil works for the indulgence offered by the church. And like we were saying that it just seems fitting that Christ would also honor the Saturday vigil since it is... Uh, Authorized by the church, it counts as your Sunday obligation. You know, Christ honors and upholds all that the church does and teaches. Um, so, uh, as the head should, as the head should and does. Um, here's this is from diary that uh, from the diary entry. By the le- way, she didn't want to write this. No, she didn't. In fact, she burned. She did start writing it and then burned it because. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then it was she, reprimanded. And she got in big trouble from Jesus for that. Could you imagine? I would, no. I cannot. <laughs> like, so. I mean, like, the thing one, is, so, I've yeah, done so way Juan more has, stuff. Juan hasn't, hasn't, hasn't no. read this before. So, one, she's, Jesus says, start writing, you know, start writing this down. She starts writing it down. She doesn't think she's doing a good and job. And did she finish? No, uh, almost. I, I think, think she, she was, almost, like, mostly done and then burned it all. And, like, <sighs> felt like. I, this is just not worthy. She, she thought it was too much of her in it. She's like, oh, yeah. it's just bringing too much glory to me. I can't do it. And so she threw it in the fire. And Jesus was like, uh... I told you to do that. Yeah. You've, you know, like, anyway. And, and then he says, go rewrite it. It's like... Ugh. So, but you were Can asking, you like... the part where I had a whip? Yeah. <laughs> Did you miss that part? Yeah. So this is diary entry 1109. He says, I want to grant a complete pardon to the souls that will go to confession and receive Holy Communion on the Feast of My Mercy. So at the time, there was no Divine Mercy Sunday. So there was a long time ago, and then it fell off the calendar, and then... Was there? I believe so. Okay, so I know that when she was... Yes, I... In when, fact, she, I when she was trying to get this going, a lot of the pushback was like, well, we already have a Feast to the Sacred Heart of Jesus. Why do we need the Divine Mercy? Yeah, they had a, a Mercy uh, Feast Day for His Mercy. They didn't call it Divine Mercy, but they had a Mercy... Like a, a His Mercy. mercy. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then it fell off the calendar, and then uh, and so that's why they said we have Sacred Heart Feast Day, we had the Mercy Feast Day, like we don't need this one. So here's the quote about the image. I want you want to get to. I demand. 
This is Christ. I demand the worship of my mercy through the solemn celebration of the feast and through the veneration of the image which is painted. By means of this image, I shall grant many graces to souls. It will to be. It is to be a reminder of the demands of my mercy, because even the strongest faith is of no avail without works. Diary entry seventy four seven forty two. So, like, he definitely wants the image. There's a couple other uh, quotes I want to just talk about. Um, this is muse over. Yes, this is entry three hundred. Mankind will not have peace until it. Tr- until it turns to trust to my mercy. Mm. Until it turns with trust to, to my mercy. mercy. Mankind will not have peace. Wow. And then the um, uh, later on in 848, he says, Let all mankind recognize my unfathomable mercy. It is a sign for the end times. After it will come the day of justice. Hmm. Um, and so he, uh, Christ... He uh, uses these the days of like the justice and mercy kind of like opposite sides of the coin because um, they are yeah he says like the soul who the soul who will not trust in my mercy will have to pass through the door of my justice or something like that you mm-hmm. know it's like it doesn't sound good right yeah and I, what I love about it also is he, he he talks about how the greater the sinner the greater right he has yes, to my exactly. mercy I love that like he has the right. To my, my mercy. mercy. Like, so what that, a merciful thing to say, to even say it that way. Right. Because he knows, like, there's some of these, you know, people who commit, you know, when you commit great sin, you you justly accuse yourself, you know, have with this even Catholic if you commit guilt. small sin, small sin towards the infinite God is infinitely terrible. Right. But, like, let's just say you did something atrocious. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's easy to see why you would accuse yourself so harshly, like, oh, God could never forgive me. Mm-hmm. But no, Christ comes and says, you have a greater right to his mercy. Right. I mean, so M- Father Mike Smith talked about this. Uh, he was given a homily, I think, on, on a Holy Week. He was talking about how Christ in his human form, like his human form or human nature, sorry, yeah. Don't want to be heretical here. He did take a human form, though. Form, too. yeah, yeah. But in his human nature, you know, as he was going through the passion, you know, the the moments that he wanted to give up, when the cross was too heavy, when you know the scourging was too painful, when the crowning of thorns were just like crushing his head, you know, when he was suffocating on yeah. the cross uh-huh. uh, for hours, and he wanted to just give up. Uh, God let Christ see you. And he kept going. And you were the reason why he stayed on that cross. Right. Because of you. And that is just so powerful. Like, when I when I heard him say that, I was like, man, that is just, that hits, that cuts deep. You know, because, yeah. like, if you, you you watch the Passion of the Christ or, uh, you know, you're meditating on, on his on his sufferings. Yeah. And knowing that if you were the only, if you were his only creature, he would still do that. Yeah. And even if you were the ones, and you were the ones whipping him, crowning right. him, nailing him. He would do that. So the greater here's the here's the, the quote you were talking about. Um, the greater the sinner, the greater the right he has to my mercy. My mercy is confirmed in every work of my hands. He who trusts in my mercy will not perish, for all his affairs are mine, and his enemies will be shattered at the base of my footstool. Entry seven twenty three. I just love how he's just constantly desiring. To welcome us back and like trying to any, any barricade that our human nature wants 
to put up. Uh, oh, I, I don't have time, or oh, I you know this is inconvenient, or oh, I, it's too big of a sin, or oh, yeah. I, there's no way uh, he would be willing to forgive me. It's like no, this Sunday. Oh, I'm gonna remove all bar- you know all obstacles. Just go and receive uh, you know the Eucharist worthily. Go to go to mass. Um, you know, like he just like knocks down every barrier right. possible. He, he, like because this grace he just, that he's offering, just yearning to be with you is unfathomable. Like what? Right. It's like so. What you're telling me that like we're people are receiving this grace and they don't even know it. Mm-hmm. You're they're, who are receiving communion worthily on. It's like he doesn't say you have to do it on purpose. You just like people who will go, just go and receive. Like that's how merciful he is. He's giving everyone. A plenary indulgence, every, not everyone, everyone who receives communion worthily, mm-hmm. um, but all I mean, it's, it, it's just, it, it almost is scandalous. It almost scandalizes me because it's like, no, you can't, you shouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. Like, that's no, it, we we don't deserve that, right? You know, and you're, you know what? We you're don't. Right. I know, but it's just, it almost feels like it's too much. Mm-hmm. I cannot. I can't handle that much mercy. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's scandalous, but ah, oh, it's my favorite. It's my favorite. <laughs> so, like, back to the image. Like, why we talk about you need to have the image. One of the things that Christ said is that I promise that the soul that will venerate this image will not perish. That's a promise from Christ. I also promise victory over his enemies already here on earth, especially at the hour of death. I myself will defend it as my own glory. Entry 48. That's at the beginning. You don't even have to read very long before you get to that one. Because <laughs> it is a long book. <laughs> but the whole the thing is... Have we mentioned it, it's a long book? <laughs> but the thing is, like, it's awesome the whole time. It really is. So many crazy, crazy things. Like, and I, I actually think that it is a good... Like what we were talking about earlier... I was talking about earlier on being an adoration book. Uh-huh. Because it is not a book to read through cover to cover like sit down and just run through it no no you want to only read a page two pages you know a couple pages at a time Uh and let that permeate through you let let that soak in yeah um and just like oh so like saint faustina you realize just what a she is truly one of the greatest saints of all time and then she will then she like her her level of holiness i know and dedication and then she said i'm just and then jesus says you're just so far away from me right yeah there's this one moment where she, i forget exactly what like if she had done something like recognized like her that she had become holy because in the end of her life she was clearly aware that um she was going to be a saint mm-hmm. and she was saying things like pray to me you know like mm-hmm. ask me for my intercession um i have the you know the lord has christ has made me the apostle of his mercy Mm-hmm. Um, and but yeah, so here she is, super holy, and Christ comes and says, like, get, lets her see herself through His eyes. Look how far away you are from me, you know. Like, look, look how, you know, you are just compared to me. You are nothing. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, oh crap, I have never felt so bad in like such a good way before. You know, it's amazing. Go to confession. The Go Lord to confession. wants receive His mercy. He wants to give it to you more than anything else. If you want to be a good father, take your children's confession with you. Jesus, I trust in you. We're on the Lord's team. The winning side. So raise your glass. Cheers to Jesus. Cheers. So, um, there's so many quotes here. 
some of them are a lot of them are very similar mm-hmm. you know talking about but basically the gist is if you trust in his mercy and we have to be i think a little bit careful when we say these kinds of things and we talk about it as if like oh what the church teaches about salvation doesn't matter that's not it at all because christ will say things that if uh if a soul venerates my mercy if he stays close to my mercy he will not go to hell basically is what he's saying so that doesn't mean that you can sin boldly right exactly to quote a heretic luther uh because we do not if if you presume christ's mercy what you're doing is blaspheming against the holy spirit and this is the one thing, <laughs> right? This is the only thing that Christ cannot forgive because you're not actually asking. For, so there is a fake kind. There is a demonic reverence of mercy, where which I think we see all the time. Oh, Christ is merciful. You know, like oh, uh, he you know he's not going to send that person to hell. You know, we have a good God. You know, well, it's just it's a total presumption. It it's there's no there's no actually asking for mercy in that mm-hmm. attitude. You know what I mean? And that is exactly where Satan wants all of humanity to be in living in this attitude of the assumption of Christ's mercy without actually asking for Christ's mercy. Mm-hmm. Is mercy without repentance? Yeah, the concept of mercy without to mercy repent. without repentance, exactly yeah. right. And so we have to be we have to be on our guard, um, like guarding our own interior life and our attitude that we don't fall into that um, in this uh, fake veneration of Christ's mercy because it is true that all souls can be sa- like there is no there is no soul that is beyond Christ's mercy, um, but. If we, you know, pridefully, if we, if we, if we think that because we say, he, hear him saying things like, oh, the greater the sinner, the greater the right he has to my mercy. If you think that he's just going to give it to you without you asking for it or desiring it, then you've got another thing coming. So, because that's not what it means. You have to desire his mercy. You have mm-hmm. to ask yeah, I think as moderns, it's very interesting how we almost feel like that we have a, a a right to salvation, right? Like that we we as coming out, like we uh, you know into this world, we're like we deserve salvation, like right. we deserve to be in heaven. Almost almost as if it's God's fault that we're in this predicament. He, he I didn't ask to be born, right? You know, and that's just not true at all. It's it's a complete gift, right? That we have to receive, uh-huh. and once we receive it, to work in cooperation with it. So that we can be uniting our will to his will to get there. Right. But it's not something that, like, we all of a sudden, just because we're humans, uh, are guaranteed salvation. Right. Um, and I think that I, as I read different blogs and things like that, and they, they're like, well, how can, you know, as Catholics, if you, you know, eat meat on, uh, on Friday, like, and God, you know, are you going to be damned to hell? You know, is God going to damn you to hell just because you ate meat on Friday? Well, it's that like, depends. It depends. Maybe. Yeah. Possibly. Very, you very well may. But right. Did you eat meat in on spite? purpose? Like, uh, as yeah. a protest? Right. Like, I am, like, 
eating meat in order to spite God, right? Then yes, you have set you have set your will against him, right? And, and the Lord will honor that at your death, right? I just think it's just uh, like we. But no, if you don't know that you shouldn't eat meat on Friday, right? And you eat meat on Friday, no, that's not the thing that you're going to go to hell for. We're not, but we're not entitled to heaven, right? No, exactly. Uh, but God be praised for his infinite mercy. Yeah, especially for sinners like you. Oh, uh, you, oh bro, you don't even know. Oh, dude, I know a lot. You know a lot, but not not the whole of it. <laughs> it's worse. Well, tell me. It's worse than you know. Well, tell me. It's scary. You can't handle the truth. You're right. But uh, I just, it's like when I ponder okay, this so kind let me of thing. Ask you, so let me ask you this. This is kind of, ooh, this, let's go, let's come for full circle. Okay. How did you help Elizabeth prepare for confession as a father? Uh-huh. Like, uh, you know, I've done this, and yep. I'm, I'm in the process of doing it also again. Uh-huh. Um, I would like to hear, like, how you helped Elizabeth Well, so to receive lo- his mercy. Right, so a lot of it was part of, like, the homeschooling that Pamela does. Right. Um, you know. Lady Pamela. Lady Pamela doing the, you know, catechesis. Um, at home, what you know? What are the, what are the parts? You know, the five parts of confession, which I didn't like. The fifth one was like, in what, what makes a good confession? What do we need to do to receive forgiveness? The fifth one was do the penance, and that just bothers me because technically you don't have to do the penance to receive, receive absolution. See, I, I do like that one. No. You you should absolutely do the penance mm-hmm. uh, because without it you're not going to receive uh, you know like remittance of some of the temporal punishment due to sin. Uh, nor will you like strive make strides towards reforming. Also, like, if you go into it saying I'm not habits, going to, right, you will not be forgiven of those sins uh, because you're not truly sorry. You don't need to be truly sorry. You only need in you only need incomplete. Uh, you, but you're not sorry. You don't need perfect contrition, right? You yeah, imperfect. You only need imperfect. You only need forward. to be a little bit sorry. You mm-hmm. don't have to be all the way sorry. Mm-hmm. You you could say like, look, all right, I'm sorry I did it, but I'm not. You could have a bad attitude about it, like, all right, I'm sorry I did it. I shouldn't have done it, but I'm not gonna do the penance. You know, like that is a super super in uh, like imperfect contrition, but it still is a little bit of contrition, which is all technically you need. So, but let's say you forget, even like you don't do it on purpose. Right. The, I just don't like that in catechesis. justice demands that you do it. I agree. But um, that's not technically, it's not part of the the form of the, sacra- of the sacrament. You know, all sacraments are governed by matter and form. That, the penance is technically not part of the form of the sacrament. So, I just didn't like that. It's like, I am t- all about penances with confession. I think... We give out like super milk toast, weak sauce penances, you know, and I think we'd be much better served like, you know, it's like, all right, well, you're not going to eat for two days. You know, it's like, you're going to think twice about sinning again. You're also, you know, I know the other argument is you're going to think twice before you go to confession again. It's like, well. Or they're not going to do it. Right. Look, just like man up a little bit. Okay. But. Um, so that was, I mean, this is kind of like wandering. I know you had a question here. Um, yeah. so we did the catechesis, but then I would help do her examination of conscience at the end of the day. Um, and 
you know, just try to be real open, um, you know, non-judgmental. It's not, it's not my place to be like casting judgment or getting her in trouble when she, cause like, because we'd be reading the uh, examination of conscience and I could see her like over there putting like fingers mm-hmm. up like, mm-hmm. yeah, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. all right, yeah, yeah. One, yeah. And at the end, she'd hold up seven fingers. It's like well, seven of the things I said. Yeah, you know, it's like that's a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot more than I expected. But um, you know, definitely not getting her in trouble. You know that she needs to know that the approaching the sacrament. This is not about getting in trouble. This is about receiving. This is about the opposite of being in trouble. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and just trying to be very open. Did you Did you uh, go through like Did you sit down and do a kind of like a role play thing? No, we did. I didn't. Do, we didn't do that. But we talked, you know, many, many times about, you know, here's what you do. Here's how it goes. Um, it's okay to be nervous, you know. But you know, just the typical stuff. And she was, she was fine with that, you know. Different kids will need different stuff. Yeah. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. Yeah. Um, so, like, we talked about writing, like, writing them down. Yeah. And at first, she was like wasn't sure she could remember the stuff. Mm-hmm. But then after we did the examination of conscience, you know every night for a while I think she was more confident that she wouldn't forget stuff so yeah we did we've done like uh, the whole role playing thing and what what we've what we found that worked better uh-huh. uh, was having like so uh, Haley and I doing the role play instead of like Jude or Luke right. doing it because I wouldn't want them to have to tell me. I'd be worried that like they would start telling the sins, right? But then also uh, for them to be able to see how the interaction plays because sometimes you're like, okay, you say this, now I say this, you say this, and I say this, yeah, and they get kind of confused on well, which part do where where does it go? You know, like they, they just get confused about the steps, yeah, and to see it played out where they're not a part of it, uh. I found like it helped click with with Jude, because uh-huh. um, he was kind of confused at first on you know okay so do I start you I go you go you go I go yeah, you know first. yeah first, who's on first, um, and so when he saw Haley and I do it together, the, also what I found out like so the first time we did it, uh, I role played with you know we were role playing with, with with Jude he comes up I was the priest you know and and, I, and then I say okay and then you say your sins he was okay. And then and then we'll go on and, and like we move on and then I realized oh he just says okay like he didn't actually say the sins uh-huh. like in his mind he was like I'm just gonna say the sins in my head and I'll say okay and then we'll move on uh-huh. and you know that was just yeah it's like he's in there with the priest okay and I I I brought all of them to mind right yeah now it, forgive me but that was something I would not have thought of right you know unless. Unless he saw somebody else doing it. Actually saying them out loud. Right. You know. <laughs> He's panicking like, what? Yeah. Right. You can't just think about them? Right. So that was something that uh, really... Also, the Baltimore Catechism is so strong. Yeah. Uh, Especially to, for this kind of stuff. Uh, yeah. So uh, that is something, if you're trying to prepare your kids for the sacraments, I highly recommend uh, the Baltimore Catechism because it, it's... popular for it. a reason. Right. So... Divine Mercy is the best. It really is. Mucho. Hi, this is Bishop David Condorla of the Diocese of Tulsa in Oklahoma. So let us pray. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, 
that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thy intercession was left unaided. Inspired with this confidence, I fly to thee, O Virgin of virgins, my mother. To thee do I come, before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy hear and answer me. Amen.